Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, what's up? And welcome to Let's Red Table That. I am Kara Presley. And I am Tracy T. Rowe, one of the Red Table Talk OGs. And we represent all of the OGs. We are excited about Let's Red Table That. Kara, yes. how are you feeling today? Listen, I'm very excited, not just for Red Table Talk, but for Let's Red Table That. We're excited to have these conversations because, Tracy, you and I have been having these conversations for the last four years. Indeed, we have, Kara. <laughs> we have had these conversations. You have your RBA group, which is, you know, super huge, which Absolutely. is wonderful representing RBA. And I have Memphis Sister Friends, yes. which is the smaller of the Red Table Talk groups, still small but mighty. We've been talking and having meetups and doing all the successful things in these streets. And now we're going to bring it to your iHeartRadio airwaves. It's just great to have this type of opportunity to bring the real discussion to the real Red Table Talk fans. So let's Red Table that. Listen, our three favorite ladies, Jada, Gim, and Willow, talk about anxiety with, and we know y'all listen to it by now, Kim Basinger and her daughter, Ireland Baldwin, who she shares with ex-husband, Alec Baldwin. They had a lot to discuss, Tracy. Are we right? There was a lot in this episode. First of all, I would like to just acknowledge how I am so grateful that there's a platform for people to talk about anxiety because it is so stigmatized. And we're going to, you know, have an opportunity to do some specific recaps on the show. But I am grateful that not just mother and daughter, but them together, they were faces for people who, right. who identify and may feel like they have anxiety. And to know that if you are a celebrity and you can come and talk in public, 
without any shame, without any embarrassment, and really just offer your story to help someone else. I think there's so much power in that vulnerability and transparency. I hope that we're opening the doors for additional conversations for people right now, not just when emergencies come up or someone feels like I'm just, this is too big of a thing to handle. And then, of course, the parents like, oh, I've, I went through that. Like, I want it to be a conversation ahead of time. And this episode really shows us why we need to end the stigma associated. Just you and I talking mm-hmm. about Facts. our own experiences with anxiety, yep. right? It removes some of the stigma from it. And it's great to start to have these types of conversations with our family members and our loved ones so we can, you know, see our way through. As awkward as it is to say mothers and daughters who want to actually talk. You know, I've seen so many situations where it's either awkward to talk or the mother and daughter are super close. Uh, But even if they're really close, sometimes they don't talk about health things. Like sometimes it's just the fun aspects of life or just we're getting along in this moment. So to see them really connect and to see the connection with the fact that Kim or Miss Basinger, she did see it in her mom, and it was nothing she could really do. She saw it in herself. She tried to do something, but then she saw it in her daughter, and it's like nothing you could do. She talked about how it was so difficult for her to see her daughter go through that experience because she knew from herself what she experienced. And then she saw it with her mom. And you could just see the love between them, right? I mean, they were just loving on each other. And she said it just hurt her worse than anything that she could ever imagine to see Ireland going through that. And like mother and daughter, it only makes sense when you think about it that the parents with anxiety would have children with anxiety too, especially with Willow being thrust in the spotlight, having a completely different lifestyle and growing up with the pressure of being the children, rather, of celebrities like Willow in Ireland. Really, it gives us an opportunity to talk about those kind of, you know, external pressures that they have. You know, shout out to them being able to connect as as, as young adults, right? Like, and Absolutely. sharing their experience of I was stressed, <laughs> like because I think that's the the disconnect between the regular part of the world and then the celebrity yeah. elite upper echelon. Like, oh, they have money or access to resources; they don't have problems, and they absolutely do have problems. Everybody has right. their own problems. It's time for us to hear from our amazing community. Our community is our backbone, and we love to hear from you. We asked our community, how do you recognize and manage your anxiety? And here are some of your answers. Rebecca Allen says she literally has a card that says, breathe. It's only a moment and not a lifetime. I love that. I love that too. Meditation, medication, walking, guided breathing, music, and therapy. All of these answers came from our community members, Blue Morgan, Tamika Cousins-Thompson, Shantise Cromartie-Buckman, and Nicole Fields. Getting ice and placing it on your chest will help regulate your heart rate, slow your breathing, and reduce anxiety. Nisha Hall says this helps her every time. Thank you, Nisha. Thank you, Nisha. I know Nisha. Yeah, hey, awesome. Nisha girl. We love these. These suggestions are going to help other people as well as help us because clearly we're learning new things. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll be joined by two fellow Red Table Talk community members. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Today, we are bringing two fellow Red Table Talk community members to the virtual Red Table. I'm so happy to welcome Jewel Princess Johnson. Princess was born and raised in Richmond, Virginia, Richmond, where she currently <laughs> resides and runs her own business. She hosts events like the Down in the Dungeon Erotica Show and other Ooh. open mics. Princess is here because she, like Ireland, Kim, and so many others, lives with anxiety, which is something she realized after she was pregnant with her son. And she wow. started having trouble sleeping at one point, staying up for mm. four days at a time. Oh. So thank you, Princess, for coming on to share with us. Thank you for having me. Princess, welcome. Also joining us is Jada M. Thomas from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Jada is a 24-year-old business owner of Black Tap Society, or BTS, which is an upscale mobile beverage service. How about that? We invited Jada to come because she also understands navigating life and running a business with anxiety but she has also been able to discover some coping methods. So we're excited for you, Jada, to share your story and some of those methods with us. We are always here for a method, right, Cara? Yes. Jada, welcome to Let's Red Table That. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. We're going to start things off with our Wait What segment. Wait What? This is the part of the show where we're going to reveal which moments made us pause, rewind, listen again, and just say, Wait. Wait What? what? Like, what happened there? 
there were several moments. One of our first is the part where Willow shared that her mom had been really pressing down her anxiety. I mean, for years, okay? Willow was able to really help her mom realize that and what she was actually experiencing for those many years was really anxiety. Really recently, she, we had a talk and she was like, I never knew that I actually experienced anxiety right. when she was pushing it down and pushing it down for so many years. How do you guys feel about that? Did you ever notice somebody and be like, girl, that's anxiety? I love that. I had to tell my mom. My mom was in the hospital some years ago, and naturally, you know, you're you're feeling anxious from being in the hospital right. anyway. But after we had already, she had been diagnosed, we had a prognosis. There was still, and I was like, mom, this is anxiety. And like, she was like, no, Tracy, I'm, I, don't, I don't, what do you mean? I don't have anxiety. You know, she's a baby boomer, so they're tough. That's my mom. And I was like, no, this is it. This is what you have. We talked a little bit about it and she was able to identify it and was willing to even try to take not a medicine that builds in your system, but something that would give her immediate relief. And so she tried it and it was effective for her. And so I was so grateful that we were able to have that conversation. But it was because I shared with her that I had anxiety and that I was able to identify in her what I had. But I love that Jada was able to identify that she could see in her daughter and that helped her acknowledge and reveal and understand that she was having anxiety. So now Ireland said something about modeling. Mm. She said, it ruined my brain. Do you think that coming into modeling, that whole world just sparked a little bit more of that anxiety just through a different perspective. It ruined my brain. All the comparisons, her body and ability fed into her anxiety even more. This was a wait what? Because how many times have we talked about and seen models being held to some unbelievable, unrealistic standard, right? And that you think about, for her to say it ruined my brain, it was a wait what? What do y'all think? It's like, here's your brain. Regularly, here's your brain on anxiety. <laughs> and then cue the, the egg in the frying pan yes. from 1980s because I'm, I swear that's what it is. Come on. Okay. Yeah. That's the real drug. I ain't lying. Yeah, seriously. I think it was brave just for her to admit that because you look at like models and people who have like their lives under a microscope as people who have like a perfect life. And so I think it was horrible that she would admit that it ruined her brain. But what's so interesting about that, just like with social media now, there's so many people who are having those same experiences and they're not necessarily models, right? Right. And so like how many other people feel like Ireland <laughs> in the case that like yeah. this exposure or this microscope or these eyes are essentially like ruining me behind closed doors. So like, the likes and all those things like seem glamorous, but like how many of those people are like suffering in silence off of TikTok or off of Instagram? or offer Twitter. So it was just like great to see someone admit how fame and notoriety also can ruin you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think she was brave to say that. Let's jump into it. I mean, what did yes. you guys... What did you both think of the episode? It was refreshing to see younger people be open and honest about struggling with anxiety. And I'm always refreshed when I see anyone have honest, taboo conversations. The one thing about the episode that was pretty dope was that you have the parent-to-child dynamic, friend-to-friend dynamic. I mean, it kind of opened up different avenues. So I was, in, you know, I was interested. Right. I agree. Awesome. That's true. There was a full spectrum of, of sharing there, which was yeah. great. When you told me 
that you actually do experience anxiety. Yeah. That changed my life. Yeah. You're I, my best friend, so uh, what can I say? I love you. Jada, what about you? What did you think about the episode? I really enjoyed the episode, and I really appreciated seeing Ireland and her mom talk about anxiety. And I know those are conversations I had with my mom when I got older, but just thinking about if we could have had those conversations when I was younger or when I started to show like different signs of being anxious, how you know further along we would be. So it was really great to see a mom and daughter be able to be open. My mom and I have a similar relationship. We're extremely close and like she's my crutch and I'm her crutch. And so it kind of showed me more ways I can support her. And then with me sharing the episode with her, how she could support me. So it was a really great episode. That's great. Ireland talked about how she had anxiety since she was 12. I didn't really want to call it anxiety for a long time because I think it kind of makes you feel weak. It makes you feel like you're put in a box totally. of sorts. I think I've had it my whole life since I was a kid. I just don't think I was comfortable calling it what it was. And if you think about it, that is such a young age. But she was self-aware enough to realize she had anxiety. So Jada, for you, when were you able to recognize what was happening to you as anxiety? When I was younger, no, I just thought I was scary or shy or maybe... I didn't have like the same confidence that other kids had. Um, so it really took me like getting older. I really say when I started working from home, I realized that I had anxiety. I never really wanted to admit that. That kind of makes you feel weak. And so once I identified, okay, some of your anxious spells or the things that you do are normal and you've been doing them for a very long time, I realized uh, what was going on. So I wasn't as aware as she was as a child. It was me getting older and realizing, hey, maybe you making up a lie about why you can't do something. Maybe you had anxiety then or when you would play the background and allow other people to do things. Maybe that was mm, right. some signs of that. So growing up, I didn't realize it. How old were you when you identified it? An adult. So for me, anxiety in my life has looked like avoiding opportunities or talking myself out of opportunities. It wasn't until like I was older that I was really able to take on things and take on things confidently. Anxiety for me has looked like having to take blood pressure medicine. And I'm only 24 just from stressing and overthinking and worrying about things. I will be in a situation or relationship and I will go ghost. You won't hear from me from for days on end. And it's not always because that's something you did. It's just me getting over overwhelmed. And instead of me communicating that with a person, I'll just completely cut people off. And Tracy knows that too. And I've become a lot better about that within the past year. And whenever I feel overwhelmed or extremely anxious or I'm having a moment or a spell, which is what I call them, I immediately take a bath. I don't care if I've taken a bath like three times already. I just know that's something that will calm me down. So that's a laundry list of things. <laughs> it looks different for different situations. But I can say with working from home and having to spend so much time with myself, I realized some of those things. And now I'm a lot better. I love that you talked about water because I've seen several people now talk about anxiety openly and what they do. And some of them have water therapy. They put ice in a sink and submerge their face in a sink. Have y'all tried that? Uh -uh. I, I hear what you're saying. I definitely have visited the river. I do, you know, add water into some type of my regimen, but I'm not uh, necessarily dunking my face. I used to eat ice. That was really bad. Well, not water, not quite the same thing, but I know that there are some people out there who can relate to eating ice. It was it was bad. Now, Kyra, that's a whole new episode. 
You can't pica. And yes, I did, sis. <laughs> but it was also a calming mechanism. It just depended on what season I was in. I have gone back to ice several times. We all know it's not great for you. But in one season, it was iron deficiency. In another season, it was, I just needed something to help me calm down. You got to do what works for you, good or bad. That worked for you? It did. Okay. Girl, yes. I was going through it. Okay, mentally, you know, <laughs> listen. Y'all know this mind will take you several ways, several places. And in that season, that ice worked. Today, okay. after having braces, that ain't it. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you do now in, instead of ice? Oh, it's just a lot more meditation. A lot more meditation. A lot more centering myself. I think I've told you guys, my anxiety manifests physically. So I can really feel it in my stomach. It's like, is that anxiety or is that intuition? Which one is it? But Oh, girl, that's the one. Uh, and I'm just going to leave either way because I don't have time to play. <laughs> right. Because I don't even want dissect really some may, <laughs> yeah. some main right i can relate to it like affecting you physically oh yeah because that's how i kind of went and got on the blood pressure medicine just because i would have like headaches so often yes especially like when i was stressed or when i would worry about something i was like something isn't right mm -hmm. so anxiety for me also manifests physically. it's usually a headache or i mentioned before i think like a stomach ache yeah and it's just really important to also follow up on some of those things too meditation is powerful oh yeah it's powerful. like i used to get headaches too but a headache in the back of your head is related to eye strain a headache in the front of your head normally is related to some type of actual physical ailment you know so again we just never know what people are going through mm. and things start to connect after a while you next thing you know you have a whole shutdown you know so we got to take care of ourselves that's scary it's hard to come to grips with it because there's such a stigma a negative stigma associated with anxiety having anxiety or any Thing that's quote-unquote abnormal makes you different and less than, and that's just not true. So I could see how you wouldn't want to tap into that awareness and then ownership of the acknowledgement of anxiety. I remember being in middle school and we went like Six Flags. We were probably like 13 or 14. And one of my friends didn't come on the trip and we asked our teacher, you know, well, why didn't this person come? And she's like, oh, she said something about her anxiety. And so then, like, as a kid, we were like, oh, what anxiety? She doesn't want to come. But, like, looking back, that was another moment of us being extremely insensitive. And then my friend probably genuinely didn't come on the Six Flags trip because she, she didn't want to and she felt uncomfortable. And so to think about that and to look back on how that teacher reacted, it just shows how those conversations aren't Right, right, right. And things happen in the in-between moments, I like to call it. Like those, like that teacher making that comment it probably changed the course of how you thought about anxiety the rest of your life. And I was going to say specifically the fact that you thought or you maybe didn't come to terms with, okay, this is anxiety until you were older. I really think we just didn't have the language to describe exactly what that was or maybe didn't want to use such words because, I mean, how, how often were they used in your household? I've never heard anxiety in my household as far as where my parents live. You know what I mean? Like, never heard that growing up. So, yeah, as an adult, it's definitely different. And then, Jewel, let's talk to you for a second. I know that anxiety manifests in everyone different. It just looks different for everyone. When did you first start to really realize, okay, this is anxiety and I might need to do something about it. I thought that I first came into contact with my anxiety when I was pregnant with my son. Mm -hmm. But the more and more I began to kind of like dissect the episode and dissect myself, I realized that this probably goes back far because when I was a kid, I always say that I'm a special kid. I can put together a thousand different scenarios to a story before you finish telling me it. Yes. I know 50 <laughs> different movie endings to the same movie we're watching. And one of those theories I've come up with is probably correct. And all of these are anxiety-based things. 
But when I was a kid, we grew up really religious, y'all. And you know how you realize that numbers spelled words if you kind of move them around? And so 1134 spelled hell on the clock if you flipped it up. <laughs> Bless your heart. And like when I'm like thinking of this, even though it sounds small and kind of crazy, but when I was a kid, you guys, mm-hmm. I would think myself into an oblivion anytime I saw 1134. 1134. <laughs> and you know that's at least Child. twice a day. Right. Bless your heart. So, <laughs> I, I understand. But the most recent times, or at least in my adult life, when I was able to articulate it and at least understand it, what, what was going on, it was definitely when I was pregnant with my son. And it looks like sometimes panic attacks. I used to sweat profusely. I would eat all day with like a bottomless pit. Those are symptoms of my anxiety, a lack of sleep. Right. Mm-hmm. It just starts to pop up. You're gaining weight and you're tired. <laughs> right, right. Well, no, well, listen, you're a performer too. Did it like, did it manifest as well like in your performances or did you, is that where you found your peace? So, so what happens before my shows is that I have like a mini kind of, I don't call them panic attacks anymore because, you know, you recognize what's happening to you while it's going on. But I, I call them a little spurt. That's what I call them. And it can manifest, like I said, in my arms, like I would literally like sweat through my clothes, the breathing, the, the fast heartbeat, and then the sweaty palms. For me, mm-hmm. I recognize that this is a part of my job now. Okay. And so in order for me to get to it, to do my job, I have to go through this. And and mine is almost at this point now, almost always temporary. Yeah. So I don't think there will ever be a point where I don't have to suffer with, I don't want to use the suffer with, walk with anxiety. What yeah, I do say yeah. is that at this point in my life, it is much better managed, but it's it's temporary until I touch that mic and then I'm going to go. Right. The car can tell you that. <laughs> Listen, and I experienced it myself as a speaker. You have to find what works for you, right, Tracy? Yeah. Gratefully, speaking is not one of the things that causes me anxiety, but it's interesting to me that, you know, I think all of us have some measure of anxiety. The, the four of us that are connected today here. Yes talking about mm-hmm. it have some, you know, so somewhere on the spectrum of anxiety. And it's interesting to me too, Princess, that you mentioned you didn't want to say suffer with, but instead walk with. And I think that that comes along with some of the stigmas that we have. Yeah. You think about like your family and friends. How have you or have you ever had any experience with family and friends dismissing your anxiety, much in the way that teacher did for that student going to Six Flags and then telling you, oh, you're fine. Nothing's wrong. Or you should just be okay. You know, Jada, have you had any experiences like that? (laughs) Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, I think Tracy was like the very first person that I met that I could talk to about different things or issues and the response wasn't like what's wrong with you or you're overreacting she's always willing to listen and to be open so throughout my life whenever I've had any type of like anxious spells or I'm really bad about thinking about the negative things before they happen I've gone through like every scenario of what possibly could go wrong before even getting to the action that I had to take first. And so, of course, with that, I've been told pretty much all my life that I'm dramatic or I'm an overthinker. I've had moments when I've been out with friends and I've decided to just like up and leave just because sometimes being around a crowd of people can like make me uneasy or something small happens and I'm no longer feeling the vibe. And even with that, it's like, well, where are you going? Or why are you overreacting? Or you know how she is. And then how does that make you feel? Why they do you like that, sis? Mm -mm -mm. People don't understand, though, right? They don't. (laughs) Well, I used to feel like, am I crazy? Or am I tripping? Or am I, like, hard to deal with? And then over time, you start surrounding yourself with people who can 
treat you the way you deserve to be treated. And I think that was one part of the episode that I appreciated. Both Kim and Ireland were like, okay, we removed ourselves from those toxic situations, yes. from those toxic relationships to people who react the way we deserve to like um our like now her boyfriend isn't an overreactor or treat her like she's going off the grid or anything so to answer the question can we just shout out her boyfriend we just need to shout out her boyfriend because (laughs) that man said i'm gonna ride with you to the hospital this past christmas i had a horrible anxiety attack and my boyfriend he's like all right let's go get the keys totally you know and just getting to the hospital breathing in the parking lot i'm like I think I'm fine now. Totally. He's like, okay, let's go home. You know, yeah. it's like making it not such a big deal, mm-hmm. not making someone feel ashamed or embarrassed for and whatever. just caring in the moment. That's what I'm talking about. What do I need? That's the type of support you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Princess, what about you? You mentioned not suffering with, and to me that was a code for someone has given you something. So how, right. how has your experience been with your family and friends? I mean, you know, we grew up in a church trying to God fix everything. Ain't that the answer? Mm -hmm. I have very progressive um, parents. My father is alive. My mom is not. And when I say they're progressive, the joke I made when I said we church folk, we pay for everything. That was probably them 15 years ago. Right, right. Um, Whereas today we're faced without work dead kind of folk. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We're more of a God is one part and utilizing the resources that God put on earth are the other parts. That human experience. Come on. I don't have any dismissive anything about my feelings. I'm probably the woman I am today because my father unconditionally loved me, even in the times where he didn't understand. How beautiful is that? Yeah. I'm kind of open about my journey on social media. So I've had kind of kickback from outsiders and I mean, I got tough skin, so their opinions never really matter anyway. I can say that for the most part, I've had a pretty supportive village. I've always been open and honest enough to admit something is wrong. And because of that, I've always been open enough to accept that something could be fixed. That's good. That's really good. Or not, you know. And then my other theory in life is sometimes stuff ain't broke. And then broken is relative. Yes. I mean, you know, it's all about our own, what's our own understanding? What's our own perspective? And what have we gone back to revisit? Like, y'all know I done left my job. And in this last year, I have had to relearn and unlearn several things that I thought were one way and they mean different things. And and I just realized I'm continually evolving, which I love, Princess, the fact that you say you were raised in the church. I think a lot of people can relate to that. In this new day and age, and shout out to your progressive people, what are the best ways for you to cope with that? That anxiety now? And have you experienced any true healing from it? Princess and Jada, how do you cope? So my first thing is that, and I think I say this a lot, is me recognizing that everybody has anxiety. Mm. That is probably one of the best things you can do is when you realize that you are not different because everyone suffers from anxiety in some way. I work out a lot. I told you I'm into prayer. I meditate and mostly I just go through it. Yeah. I recognize that I'm different. And so because I'm different, I have to handle stuff differently. It's not going to look the same for how you go through it, but I promise you I'll get through it. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. I love that though. I love that though. Jada, what about you? How do you cope? In all transparency, I had to start going to therapy. And so that was something that I ran from for a very long time, even with like telling my family, my friends, like, 
you all right? Like you need to go to therapy. I finally like took that step and started to go to someone to talk about how I felt. So the first thing would be actually going and talking to someone. And then another big thing for me was just honoring how I felt. And that was another point that was brought up on the episode was just like, your experience is real to you. But it's very real to you. Your experience is real to you. Totally. And so instead of spending so much time getting someone else's opinion or spending so much time thinking about what does this look like or anything like that. I just had to honor how I feel. So if I get mad at my sister for doing something, or if I don't want to go out with a group of friends for that particular weekend, I don't want to go. I don't owe like any explanation at work. If I'm unable to present to an executive for that particular week, because I have other stuff going on and I just can't do it. I just can't do it. So I just had to start honoring how I felt. And the last thing, just like I said before, finding new new people to hang out with and finding new friends. It's so important, again, to surround yourself with people who will honor how you feel and treat you how you deserve to be treated. And so some relationships and some situationships <laughs> had to end because they were triggering. Come on. And that's okay. But now let me let me ask this because it's it's so interesting to me that we're talking about anxiety and we have two people who are here with us today who are also business owners. Right. There's a tremendous amount of anxiety that goes along with being your own boss, having your own business, being responsible for customers and customer satisfaction. How are you dealing with that? How do you process being successful or pursuing the success of your goals in the midst of your anxiety? When you're anxious and you are a business owner, you have the tendency that do things over and over again. I agree. Because you want it to be 100% correct. <laughs> and so it has gotten to the point where I have an event checklist. <laughs> and yes. it's like, uh-uh, we are not dealing with how you feel. We're going to deal with what's real. Based on this checklist, you've done A, B, C, and D, and you're on E. You are not on A. And so organization is the the major thing. And for me, it was learning to accept help. Because again, a lot of your anxiety is because you're afraid that you're going to fail. And if you do fail and you're by yourself, then it falls on you. But if you pass the ball to your partner and they drop it, then, you know, it's a little different. And so I had to learn not accept any help, accept good help. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Keywords. <laughs> Keywords. <laughs> and and help right. that understands you. And and the other thing is that I'm transparent with my team. That is key. About my own mental health issues. And I loudly admit when I'm wrong and loud when it's needed. And those are probably the ways that I make it through and survive this business. Yeah. Yeah. And you're on stage. And so that gives you literal visibility to your audience where Jada, you have a luxury mobile bar service and it's a, a totally different stage. It's extremely nerve-wracking because you're serving people and you're giving them something that ultimately alters their mind in a sense. And no matter like how cautious we are IDing people or anything like that, you're just super nervous about what happens when they leave here. I can like refuse service to them in my presence, but what do they do when they go to their car or when they're in the back of the event building? So before any event, and Tracy can tell you, 
I am on edge because that that's nerve wracking and there's a lot of liability there. To Princess's point, I have to have an event checklist. I have to organize everything that has to be loaded up for an event like days in advance. And even with the checklist, I 100% know what it feels like to stay on the same task. <laughs> Bless your heart. For hours and hours and hours. It is like, <laughs> we could do this for hours and hours. <laughs> Throwing it together. Tasks been yeah. done two hours ago, and it's just not. And you're doing the same thing. Like, I like the same box over and over again. So I had to start being more organized and then, okay, accepting this is done and it'll go fine. Keyword. Keyword, Jada. I-, I am going to accept that I have done my best. This box is successful. That's it. That's the one, though. And and you know what? The crazy part about it is that 98% of the time, the box is really successful. Really? Because we're good at what we do. <laughs> or even before an event, like, I'll hyperventilate. Yes. I'll, like, sit to my stomach. I'll, like, scream in the parking lot. People really don't know <laughs> The behind the scenes. I have a reverse trick for that. If you're supposed to perform or speak, for me, this works for me anyway. You run in place really quick to just kind of get those nerves out. And then as you go on stage, your heart rate is coming down versus going up. So it's actually slowing down before you go. So something a little quick. Okay, that's interesting, Kara. Even if it's just a quick four or five steps in place, it'll just help you to just come on down. It's so interesting how, you know, I said we're all on the spectrum of anxiety and my anxiety is not at all about speaking. I talk regularly. I conduct sessions and speak publicly and do personal development sessions. My anxiety really is what you guys talked about with the rumination. Like I will think and think and think and think and think again. And like my mom and I talk about that. She suffers from anxiety too. And she calls it making movies, y'all, where it's like one thought connects to another thought, connects to another thought. And typically it happens before I'm going to sleep. Yes. Yes. That's me. <laughs> you know, it's that time alone. It's the quiet time, right? I start processing. I take medication now. I was able to embrace it. I had a triggering event that happened years ago in 2006 that took my anxiety beyond just rumination. And so I started taking medication and I have thankfully had success with that. So I'm not up all night every night, but there are some nights where it's early morning, late nights, and it's just par for the course, as you all know. And so when you're alone, you get a chance to think. So yes. thank you both so much because there are so many more things and so many more moments we could discuss but sadly Cara it's that time it's that time you all have to leave we have to go listen thank you so much for coming to our virtual red table oh god thank you for having me it was amazing Jada it was a pleasure hearing your story same with you princess we'd love that thank you both so much Jada M. Thomas and Jewel Princess Johnson thank you both so much much for being here. Bye, y'all. Thank you. We have had the most wonderful guest. We're going to take a break right now, and when we return, we'll share our top five thoughts. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Tracy, listen, we both learned a lot during this episode. Absolutely. And I think now it's time that we share our da, thoughts. Da, da, da. <laughs> So listen, me too, because listen, we are presenting Cara and Tracy's Top 5 Thoughts. Yes, this is the part of the show where we speed through the five thoughts slash takeaways from our episodes. Facts. Well, let's fire them off. Who wants to go first? Well, I'm talking, so I guess I will go first. And (laughs) kicking it off with number five. Tell as old as time, but you really don't know what someone is going through on the inside. You need to check mm. on your people. Mm. Check mm. on your people. I, that is a tale as old as time. OMG. Which brings us to number four. Say it again. Number four. Stop telling people you're fine. Mm-mm. Drop the expectations other people have of you. Live for yourself, not for others. That she. How many of us are caught up in that whole thing of trying to live up to someone else's expectations? And what will they Mm -hmm. say? What Mm -hmm. will they think? Who is the they? Who is they? Stay away from they. DJ Khaled told us. I mean, he made a whole song about it. (laughs) Let's kick it on into number three. Okay, we talked about finding ways to cope. And often people do with marijuana or alcohol. But really, self-medicating is not the way to go. So that brings us to the article that was recently featured in CNN. It follows a study that says marijuana may not be as great for the mental health relief as originally expected. 
That's interesting. I have taught some okay. cannabis classes myself, and I'm going to oh, just wow. say educate yourself. So okay. articles like this are key. What do you think, Tracy? You know, Gammy talked about that, that yeah. she was experiencing anxiety and that she self-medicated with drugs and that she just wanted to numb herself. And at the yep. end of the day, it didn't help. Absolutely. All right, number two. Kim talking about raising a kid in the spotlight with ex-husband Alec Baldwin. Ooh. I love that she was honest and fair. She was honest. Bless her heart. She, You know... I love how they both were honest. Bless Alec Baldwin's heart. You know, he is just mm. a father. And they both were like, we don't think he can digest this topic. I mean, and not saying anything against the men or what have you, but the priorities are just different. They mentioned that Alec's family had a mindset of, you know, they don't, they have to be tough. They have to be strong. Mm -hmm. You can't be weak. And any kind of breakdown that you have, including any measure of mental illness or mental health issue, is considered weakness. So his family wouldn't tolerate it. So he Absolutely. wouldn't be capable I mean, they said he's gotten better, but he just couldn't, he couldn't, it wasn't that he didn't want to talk about it or he lacked the sensitivity, I don't think. It was truly that he's been raised in a family where you have to be, you know, numbed out. And that's a key point because he is in a family of high achievers for sure. Okay, and number one, anxiety will manifest itself in different ways for different people. Anxiety attacks can make people throw up. It can make their heartbeat be elevated. They can start sweating. You just need to care for people in their anxious moments. Don't make it a big deal. Don't make them feel alone, unheard, or invalidated. In the episode, when she was saying, like, I just, you know, I didn't want to go out with people or, you know, uh, it was agoraphobia, just the mm -hmm. fear of crowds. It's not you. I just don't want to go to dinner. That's not my thing in this moment. And people will really take it personally. Like, she doesn't want to go again. Again? Right. We're right. paying. You know, that's that's my family. We're paying. What's wrong well, with you? Like, you know, I don't want to come sometimes. Yeah. That's who I am. I don't have that same fear. I, I do have her Fred Sanford fear. The fear of your heartbeat. I have that. I have that. It's the, it's the big one. I have that. That I, I felt alone until she said that. Oh, okay. Seriously, I do. It's interesting. That is it's interesting. Inter I never thought it was a thing. I didn't even know it was a word until I watched the episodes. We want to know how you're feeling about this new season of Red Table Talk. What makes you happy? What are you connecting with? We want to hear all about it. We are open to talk about any and everything with you. So send in your questions at Let's Red Table That at RedTableTalk.com. Listen, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for choosing us as your favorite podcast today. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeartRadio app and please rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week for another episode of Let's Red Table That. This has been amazing as always, and it is only because of our amazing production team. So a big thank you to the show's producers, Alan Jethro, Ellen Rakuten, Kyla Canero, and Mara De La Rosa, and our sound engineers, Calvin Bailiff and Devin Donahue. We love you a lot.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. 